Hello and welcome to the World Fellows podcast. My name is Emma Skye and I'm director of the World Fellows program at Yale. My guest today is Saha Al-Bazar, an Egyptian member of parliament. Saha, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Emma. I'm so happy to be with you today in the podcast. So Saha, the first question I have for you is what made you want to be a member of parliament? Uh, interesting question. And I think uh, I would start by why do I work from the first place? Like uh, I have objectives in my life uh, and purpose for my life is to live a meaningful life where I serve others. So I worked in private sector, international organizations, government, and now the parliament just following this purpose. So because of my accumulated experience, I felt like if I want to do a nationwide impact, I should try the legislative branch in the country. Uh, Because when you pass a bill and it comes a law, you regulate the whole community. Like, for example, if I worked on sexual harassment bill and it's passed and it's a law, that means that I'm protecting all women. So that's why I felt like working in the legislative branch meets my purpose in life. So describe to me what it's like being an MP. What are your key responsibilities? What do you focus on? What are your priorities? Um, So inside the parliament, I have two hats. I have the MP hat and I have the deputy chair of the Foreign Affairs Committee hat. So the hat of the parliamentarian, the MP, is directly serving um, the, the citizens with their own requests uh, for, from the government. So we try to help them get all their needs uh, acceleratedly done by the government. Um, and of course, our legislative role as MPs. And my hat as a deputy chair for the Foreign Affairs Committee, it makes me responsible for three things. Egyptians abroad and uh, working closely with different ministries that uh, is concerned by foreign affairs, immigration, uh, international cooperation. And the third thing is to be responsible for reviewing the international agreements or international funds where we have to review and either accept or reject and then get back to the government. Okay, let me unpick some of that a bit. First of all, your constituents. Who are your constituents? Um, How do you meet them? Where do you meet them? How do you ensure that their voices are heard? Sure. So I ran to represent Cairo, the capital, uh, and we are... All of Cairo? Or a district yes. in Cairo, the whole no, of Cairo. The whole Cairo. And we are 100 MPs representing the capital, the whole Cairo. Um, so for me personally, I use social media, uh, mainly Facebook, because it's heavily used in uh, in Egypt. Uh, like I know different countries, they, they um, depend on Twitter, for example, more. But in Egypt, uh, we have the Facebook more used in communication um, with the people. And I receive all their uh, opinions or uh, any inquiries or any kind of issues that they need help with 
through the social media. That's one channel. The second channel is meeting them personally in workshops that were, for example, if I want to know more about their opinions uh, for a bill that I'm going to work on, I meet them in workshops and get their voices heard. Um, And that actually um, uh, get me back to my priorities for the work as an MP, because my priorities um, is serving the whole community in Cairo. And I worked on the cause of persons with disability, where I worked on making the streets of Egypt or Cairo for, for in the beginning to start with, uh, all the streets are accessible for persons with disability. Uh, I worked on um, having the very first incubator, business incubator for persons with disability, where we empower them to start their own businesses, not only wait to apply for a job, uh, because they also deserve to be uh, business owners and their own startups and they have their own dreams. Um, So, yeah, so I am... I'm prioritizing certain issues that might um, not have a lot of focus on vulnerable people like persons with disability, women, children, um, with different uh, initiatives and bills. Do you have something like a weekly clinic or surgery where members of the public can meet with you? Do they have that system in Egypt? They do, but it's not on weekly basis. Um, so uh, each uh, each MP, they have their own office where people can come on daily basis, uh, but the MP can either be there every day or he sets time saying that I will meet the people uh, two or three days per week, but my team is in the office. You can come anytime and leave your request or your problem so I can come and start working on it uh, when I'm in office. So, uh, yeah, it's not on weekly, but the offices are available all the time. And what percentage of Egyptian MPs are women? 27%. 27%. How did that happen? So it started by the Constitution Amendment in 2019. Uh, we had a percentage, a percentage of representation to be 25%. But on the ground, when we ran for elections, we won 27%. Um, and that's, that's um, I think it's a, it's a historical thing because in the past, women didn't really have this large representation. We're very close to the developed countries. I'm so happy with that. Now imagine, you know, it's not easy being an MP anywhere. And I imagine Egypt has its own challenges. How do you cope when people criticize you, when they say nasty things about you on Facebook? How do you cope with that personally? Well, it's not easy <laughs> uh, because maybe I'm still new in the polit- political sphere. Uh, but it's for me, it's a learning experience trying to uh, have the thick skin that uh, make politicians more unique than others. Um, so I take it as a learning experience. And sometimes if, if the, the person who comments in a, in a rude way, but he has a point, 
I comment back by answering his point and addressing his point without being rude back to him. But if he did, if he was just being rude and not making any kind of point, uh, I just leave the comment and I, I don't react to it. You don't delete it? No, no, no. No. I don't, I, I don't care. I don't <laughs> care to that extent. <laughs> I can leave it. <laughs> now, you also mentioned that you're heavily involved in international relations. And I know you're also the president of the Forum of Young Parliamentarians. How did you get that role and what do you do in it? Okay, so the uh, Forum of Young MPs is a permanent body of the Interparliamentary Union in Geneva. Uh, it, um, it represents 178 countries uh, with more than 24,000 young MPs under the age of 48. Uh, in 2021, um, uh, no, in 2022, uh, they were um, creating their new board, uh, and I was nominated by the Egyptian Parliament to be a member of that board. And then a day after, I received an email that they have a vacancy for the president of the forum, and they are going to run international elections. So I ran for the internet interna international elections and i won it uh and was fantastic I, yeah I was so what was your, how did you what did you say why did you say you were going to be the best president how did what was your manifesto um well i have been a volunteer in my community since i was 19. So I worked on youth empowerment since I was a young person. <laughs> so I told them my story since I was 19 years old, where I worked on empowering um, students in my college. And then when I graduated, I started my NGO, who start, which I started empowering young people in slum areas to get better education and better services. And then when I uh, became like, professional in my career, I started to work in the fields of serving young people. Like my work in the World Bank, for example, was uh, about uh, employability, youth employability. And um, so I, I started to talk about my past and my current work and my future dreams for the young people. And I convinced them. <laughs> That's amazing. That's fantastic. What does this forum do? Amazing work. Uh, I'm so happy and privileged to be their president. And actually, my term is coming to an end uh, next March. Uh, but I feel fulfilled by our work because um, I have the chance where I can empower young MPs, the current, current young MPs. I launched uh, uh, an online empowerment series where I bring uh, experts to the table and we have all the young MPs with us online and that expert speaks about uh, that session theme like climate change, women uh, empowerment, um, food security, whatever the topic is and the last one was peace and security and we get the expert who can enlighten, enlighten us as young uh, MPs about the topic from a scientific and from uh, a professional point of view and then we start opening the floor for young MPs to tell us what their countries are doing in this 
um, in this topic. So we have also the peer-to-peer -peer learning. Um, so I have that, and we also do uh, local and national level trainings face-to-face. -face. We piloted in two countries, and now we are trying to expand more because it depends also on the approval of the uh, the parliament itself, and it takes like bureaucratic uh, process that takes long time. And then we send someone to train uh, the current MPs on uh, political communication, leadership, and other topics. Uh, that's for the young MPs themselves. The other thing that is also close to my heart is empowering young people generally. So we want them to get involved in politics. So what we do is uh, we try to advocate during the international assemblies where we have the speakers of 178 countries in, uh, in, in, in the assembly and we advocate on youth quotas, hiring the, represent the, represent the representative percentage of youth, um, having youth caucuses inside parliaments, and also having the voices of youth to be inside the committee of uh, the youth inside parliaments. Because when they have a meeting, we think we sh they should invite um, like student associations or other associations and unions for youth to be inside the parliament, engaging with the MPs and saying and voicing their opinions because it's their future at the end of the day. So these kind of things that we advocate for and we try to empower the young MPs with the toolkits that they can push for that inside their own parliament. So it's not only we advocate in international assemblies, but we send the young MPs to push for it inside their own parliaments. That's great. That's really great. So you've already achieved so much. What's your dream for the future? Um, so I have a lot of dreams. Like for the whole world, I wish to be, to be uh, living in a more peaceful and humane world with less conflicts and wars and for myself is um, to continue having meaningful life and not to deviate deviate from my uh, purpose of being serve, servant for the people whether I am in politics international organizations private sector or my own NGO I need to live up to my purpose which serving people and empowering them um and then starting my own family <laughs> so, uh, i wish you all the best for the future thank you so much